Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. We learned that every every shift matters, every game matters, and we got better at playing more of a um, playoff hockey. Rebound scores! Casey Middlestad! We learned a lot about this group. It's just you know how we're never going to give up, even when you know everyone thinks we're done. We're going to keep pushing. You know, when you get that close to something, you can you can feel it right at your fingertips, and I think it just makes you that, that much hungrier. Just to be able to say that. You know, you're part of the group that helped turn things around, I think is something that's pretty unique and something special. We have such a such a great team, so many tools, so much depth. Um, you know, we're going to be a force in this league for years to come. Put the league on notice that we're someone to be reckoned with next year. Our expectations is to make playoffs, and I think once you make playoffs, anything can happen from there. I feel like we have all the pieces to become a, a winning team. And I can't be more excited than I am right now. Sabres Embedded, just the beginning, premieres Monday, October 9th at 7 p.m., and we are just at the end of the preseason as of tonight. Welcome in Sabres Live at KeyBank Center with Marty. I'm Brian. We'll be joined by Connor Clifton coming up on a night when Devin Levi tends goal to close out the preseason. Game 7 which is always a nice phrase to utter, uh, against the Pittsburgh Penguins tonight. Yeah, um, l- really looking forward to it. I watched Vegas-Colorado last night, Ooh. and, man, the intensity in that game was off the charts. I actually texted with Brian Boucher, who is the analyst between the benches. I'm like, that pace, he goes, unreal, unreal. Playoffs, playoff pace yeah. on, you know, preseason. Like, it was, it was really incredible. Good. So I want to see that. I want to see that from the Sabres. Now, oh, and what else did that game have? A three-goal lead disappear. disappear Buckle obviously. up, folks. It's obviously. today's NHL. Colorado with a three-goal lead, not like yeah. some bottom yeah. of the standings team. It happens, man. You just got to deal with and it. And physicality. They played tough. Yeah. Um, so it was it was a lot better than the game earlier, which was the Rangers and the Bruins, which uh, saw the Bruins only have two shots on goal in the first 25 minutes of the game. But, yeah, they still end up winning. Sabres are 3-3 three and three in the preseason. Pittsburgh comes in at 2-3-1. and one. Here's a look at what's going on as far as the roster is concerned for tonight the Sabres had an optional skate today here at KeyBank Center most players still got out on the ice just a couple of players uh, you want to name them very easy Rasmus Dahlin Zemgus Gergensen they're the one taking their option here and that is totally fine although I would let you guys know that on our group text Brian Duff had already taken his option this morning for practice well I kind of wish I'd taken an option to have a different I'm cold again so the season is clearly upon us but uh, we'll opt for warmer climbs at some point but as far as the players that are going to play tonight 12 forward 6 defense 2 net minders obviously um, with it being an optional they weren't fully showing lines but I think when you recognize the players that are in the lineup Benson Cousins, Gergensons, Greenway, Jost, and Krebs, Middlestad, Olofsson, Paterka, Skinner, Thompson, Tuck. Mm-hmm. Funny how it closed alphabetically. Well, it and should that, be. No, but it ends with Skinner, Skinner Thompson, Thompson, Thompson Tuck. Tuck. Well, we talked about did, it at Do you get a sense of where we're going with this? Yesterday, the day before, I think that... Uh, you know, you're still in preseason. You're still trying to figure out what that's going to look like next mm-hmm. Thursday against the New York Rangers. I see it every day around the National Hockey League. You know, new line mates, new defensemen pairings. You try to find what works. And, and sometimes you'll work on something in, in practice. And then you'll just, for the heck of it, throw a little wrench in guys and, and challenge them. Mm-hmm. Challenge them to, like, have to play with some different 
players. Maybe yeah. it's the first period is one way, the second period is a different way. Yeah. I talked to you earlier. I'm like, you know, it'd be fun if the Sabres looked at it tonight as three separate games and change their lineups in, in every period. Kind of go with different lines and, and just to challenge. But it's too close to the regular season as the last preseason game. I don't think they'll do anything crazy like that. But I'm I'm crazy guy. I like to think of uh, outside the box. Bring the craziness. We're on the air for our first full broadcast on MSG tonight, yes. starting with pregame coverage at 6.30. Dan and Razor obviously have the call. And you can not only see it here on MSG, but hear it on WGR Sports Radio 550. So maybe we see Thompson. If you're from out of town, by the way, it is on NHL Network as well. Oh. If you're listening to our show today, um, some way, some shape, some form from out mm-hmm. of town, and, or if you're traveling, you want to watch the Sabres, it's on NHL Network. So, I mean, you could very well see the familiarity of uh, Skinner Thompson talk. Um, it's always fascinating to consider where Benson might slot in, given that he's continued to lead the team yes. in preseason scoring. Um, does he get a look with Middlestad tonight? I mean, these are, these are options now, especially based on the last game where he lined up with Krebs and Rusek. And keep in mind that there has been, um, and, you know, pardon us for not saying it right off the top, but the, the roster's kind of constantly been in flux here with players going down to Rochester. Yesterday, yes. Brett Murray cleared waivers, so he's going to be suiting up with the Amherst when they open the season next week. He, along with Roseanne, Kulik, they will not be in the lineup tonight for the Amherst as they play their second and final preseason game against Utica. We will talk about the Amherst preseason home opener last night in which they were victorious. We'll give you full highlights of that coming up here on Sabres Live. But like right now, we mentioned Darlene and Gergensen's not taking the skate this morning. We're not expecting a Pozo in the lineup because he's not on the you know the 12-man group of forwards. But you, you've, what it means is you have Rusek, Byro, Opozo, and Quinn and Savoy as the forwards who are still here but not in the game group tonight. But it is worth noting that Savoy was back on the ice today and has made some significant progress from a shoulder and elbow injury. Yeah, and he says he's uh, as close as he uh, ever felt to 100% right now. And obviously it's just a matter of getting back into the rhythm. Mm -hmm. Uh, First practice with his teammates, but he has been on the ice and skating. He's not cleared for contact yet. Uh, But you could see there was a uh, business-like look to Matt Savoy on the ice today. As I walked down the tunnel and got close to the Sabres bench, Robbery was there, and we both were saying the same thing. Like, you know, Savoy's got some jump, and he's seeing players like uh, Zach Benson and others um, perform and he's it's not that you say I'm behind here everybody but at the same time you're like hey I'm gonna get my chance I better be ready so they would definitely that business look to Savoy on the ice today it was good to see um, the pace was really good um, man the guys were shooting the puck and they were hot mm-hmm. they were hot like they like Dylan Cousins was hot Tage Thompson was hot um, I hope that it continues that good feeling right it's only training camp but there's something that that needs to to carry on from last season and the embedded we just saw the clip at the start of the show mm-hmm. you know i i watched this clip and, and monday i'll be watching when it it's on the air um, the important thing to know is that it's hard to win a cup it's hard to make the playoffs it's hard to win a round like what the sabers did last year is great but it's nowhere near as hard as it will be mm-hmm. to make the playoffs and to get there so i listened to it and i'm like that's awesome you know, you showed that you can battle. You showed that, you know, you can never count. You, you, they can never count you out. 
but now you got to do it even more, mm-hmm. even better. And I think it starts with this game tonight. Throughout the preseason, there's been some good moments, and then last game in Columbus, it was a bad one. So it, this one is the one game that you can focus on with 99% of your team to really walk into the season next week. So that's a big one. And it's in all likelihood, uh, based on the roster we just showed you, uh, features the expected starting six, if you will, on the blue line. Clifton, Darlene, Eric Johnson, who we hope to see for the first time, Henry Okiharyu, Owen Power, Matias Samuelson, all in front of Devin Levi, who gets his third game of the preseason. And, of course, it all leads us to next week, and we're so excited for the home opener, which is coming up here on Thursday, October 12th, presented by the BFLO Store. It's the Sabres and Rangers at 7 here at KeyBank. Don't miss the pregame party in the plaza at 4. Players arriving on the blue and gold carpet into the game. And along with the City of Buffalo Common Council, we're revealing the trailblazing street sign dedicated to Rick Jenneret. Of course, for home opener tickets, you can visit sabres.com slash tickets. Anxiously awaiting puck drop on the preseason finale tonight. We're with Connor Clifton, who gets a second game in a row here. And uh, how are you feeling, sir, going into this uh, end of, I don't know, kind of a grueling stretch, right? That's preseason hockey. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I'm feeling better each day, honestly. Um, I had talked to Donnie early, and he was like, oh, what do you want to play? I was like, honestly, I kind of want to get comfortable with the systems and how we play and then kind of get in some game action. So the last two was been circled on my calendar so, so you picked those yeah yeah i did that's kind of nice i was never asked once when do you want to play it was always hey, you got that <laughs> half a game here and i think one time they said do you rather start or, or finish the game i'm like well i'd rather start he goes good you're finishing and i'm <laughs> no. like oh yeah okay thank you i think who that was, was that i think that was lindy okay lindy playing his mind games back in the day but uh no what what's the summer been like seriously like you you, you sign here did you come in early, look for spots? Did you just get here before training camp? How did the summer all shape up? Yeah, so when the season ended, obviously it was disappointing last year, but obviously a lot of excitement to free agency. I had a long you know, month and a half, two months to think about everything, yeah. and obviously uh, you know, the week before things started, started to get rolling, and obviously um, July 1 hit, and we kind of knew Buffalo was a spot, and I couldn't be more excited to join the team. Uh, traveled a little, but obviously I came uh, – uh, it was mid-August, kind of okay. get settled. Got some great weather the past uh, month, you know, some good golf around here. So <laughs> yeah, it's been good, getting settled. Getting Where did the boys take you? I went to uh, Brookfield. Yeah. Oh, it's Kyle. Okay, place. okay, yeah. 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 Uh, where else? I did the Craig Byrne. Yeah, so that's my spot. So um, and then did that one eat you alive or it? You know, I it was it was a skate and workout day. So I went after, and it was that ninety-two degree day. Oh no! I honestly shot good on the front forty-four. I was feeling good about myself. Didn't lose any balls, and then the back. I don't even want to tell you. <laughs> the back and the fescue. It ate me alive. Uh, yeah. I was losing balls like crazy. I can't oh. get off like number ten at Craig Byrne. It doesn't matter. Like I've tried to load up on like food and yeah. beers, yeah. and I've tried to not do anything. I look at number. 10 i'm either in the left fescue or on north davis is the road that's on the right side like in mr jacob's like yeah horse barn that's literally where I'm i was at. in his front lawn too. okay good yeah. two two oh, balls two balls God. ob feeling good about the front and then started with that so. uh, well it, it sounded like um as you described the process that buffalo was pretty high on the list um how much of that is the granado effect so it was a big part of it obviously i know him and I think going into it, there's obviously history there. I loved playing for him back in 2013, so, yeah. you know, a decade ago. And yeah. he's, he's the exact same. And <laughs> <laughs> it's, been, it's been awesome, obviously, his style. I mean, 
in the past, you know, the Sabres have been this dynamic offensive group, you know, and they really capitalize on mistakes of the other team. And that's exactly what I'm seeing in practice, honestly. Um, They get up the ice, up and down the ice really well. And honestly, I've been kind of just join and play my game. And Why does Don's reputation follow him that way? Like, I had an unreal, unexpected experience at the National Team Development Program headquarters this summer where I was introduced to some guys and as soon as they recognized that I was from Buffalo they're like how's Donnie G he's the best and I'm like this is incredible the reputation that he has I I think it's just his personality obviously he's he's so easy to follow you know his message it's 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 so clear and you know you you y'all just want to jump in jump in together and and work for him and it's it's been exactly that the past month and a half. So he hasn't changed, you said. Like, it's been 10 years and Donnie hasn't changed. What or how have you changed in 10 years from the program to, you know, your first few years and now being an established defenseman that was a free agent acquisition and played with Rasmus Dahlin in the last game? Like, how have you changed from when Donnie was coaching you at the program to now? Um Let's see, I, I did four years of college. Obviously, maturity level, I, I've grown up, right? I've, I've learned how to live. I learned this lifestyle the past couple of years, and, yep. and obviously, it's, it's a long season, and, you know, you've got to bring it every day. And obviously, games are most important, but, you know, you really get better in practice each day. And, I mean, the past five years in Boston have been a process for me, obviously, in and out of the lineup for my first three years. Yep. Last year was the first year I felt offensively I took a huge step because I had Monty, you know, harping on wanting me to make plays. Mistakes yeah. are okay. Keep trying things. And I think that was great for me last year. And, you know, I just want to keep building on the season I had. Obviously, getting acclimated here and, and getting comfortable is a big uh, big part of it. But that's exactly what I want to bring. I want to be the same guy I was last year and play hard and, and be hard to play I against. I think for the, the, the foundation in Boston for years, through Claude Julien and through Bruce Cassidy, was – Let's play good defensively and let's not make any mistakes, right? That was, and, and what you're telling me is that last year Boston obviously benefited from that. Hey, let's, let's go play 135 points, 65 wins. Like that was pretty special. Uh, do you feel the same thing is going on here? That same approach with Donnie and the players and mistakes are okay. We'll just have to, to, what did they say? Outscore your mistakes. That's one of the things we use all <laughs> yeah. the time. Yeah, I felt like, um, obviously I've, I've been in such a structured system. And coming here, it's like offense isn't the issue here. Last year, it wasn't for them. You know, yep. they missed playoffs by one year. Yeah. Sorry, one, one point. point yeah. One point, right? They could have easily made the run that Florida did. Yeah. But um, would have had to have gone through you guys. It's true. <laughs> not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. That's right. So. Um, yeah, but obviously, I, I've heard some some stories of last year and how you know they wanted they really harped on offense and yeah. scoring goals and and they did a great job at that and I think this year is more about more about the structure, more about preventing goals. And that's ultimately, I think, will win a lot more games. Have you heard all the nice things Rasmus Dahlin has been saying about you? Media told me a little bit. Okay. <laughs> so what's that like? Because obviously he's the big fish here. Yeah, yeah he sure is. No, it's been good. Obviously, um, his style is so, it's so dynamic. He gets around the ice so well. And I think, I mean, when I first started playing with him, I kind of had to, I had to read that, right? So if he's coming on my side, I'm going to take his side and play back and let him be aggressive and make plays. And obviously with the puck, he's 
he's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> the more I get him the puck and him making the plays, I think we're going to be we're going to benefit as a as a as a pair. Is this different because the Sabers do that a lot, having the weak side defenseman come over, right, and and kind of angle the play, and then you come back underneath. Um, is this different for you? Is this a, a new ad- adjustment to make? For sure. Um, I mean, it makes a lot of sense because it surprises teams. You know, yep. when they obviously they get the middle outlet, you want to push it to the wall, and that's where you can close and end plays, um, and then force turnovers. And I think that's what it's all about: it's gaining that speed. And you know, we end up on if I end up on the left, he ends up on the right. It really doesn't matter. I've realized a lot um, more skating forwards and backwards. A lot more skating system. forwards, and you try to angle that to the wall, where eventually you can step or force a dump, and then you know we we break the puck out. Okay. Um, what about uh, other like situational? Um, likelihood for this year are you embracing what's likely to be a penalty killing role can you talk us through just uh and even if it's not Darlene, like some of the other partnerships that you've had at times in camp here and the familiarity you're now establishing with these guys yeah yeah for sure i plan yeah i think i talked to marty about it obviously the pairs might get mixed up i mean it really doesn't matter who we play with, so we've been trying to get comfortable with everyone. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, PK, I think I can play my style, play aggressive, and plays block shots. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, you know, there's some good power plays in this league. <laughs> some good shooters. <laughs> some yeah. good shooters, and, you know, it's a big part of the game in today's, uh, today's hockey game. You got right? extra padding anywhere? Like, uh, I, did you have the Craig Ludwig, uh, Ludwig uh, <laughs> like, uh, what was it, the foam the you shin, used to put? The, the shin pads. The shin pads that, were yeah, wide. Yeah. You put extra foam in there, little... Yeah donuts that you protect the hips or whatnot i don't i got normal i mean the shin pads are so good these days yeah, but I, I wear the shop blockers on the skates and okay. they always find the way the plastic ones i wear, no i wear the uh, the composite the ones composite that are, one that's that are glued in. on both yeah. sides okay. um both sides of each skate but i mean every time i get hit in the foot it feels like it doesn't hit that padding you know it just misses and hits <laughs> no, i know that. I'm, marty i'm, I'm sure that. you yeah. know that yeah. feeling yeah. Yeah. it's like i have like you know, Hulk Hogan like uh, yeah. equipment on, and it hits the spot yeah, that doesn't have anything. Yeah. Uh, why 70, uh, 73, right? Five. 75. Why? I can't read anymore. I need glasses. I know. So I, was, I thought maybe out. there was a typo. I'm like, I yeah. thought it was 75, but because 73 was another guy. On, on I was planning to pick up readers today for our first telecast tonight. <laughs> I'll pick you up a pair while I I'm there. I actually went to the eye doctor early in the summer. Yeah. I still haven't gotten to pick up glasses or whatnot, so I oh need readers. Gosh. But why 75? Well, honestly, it was uh, my first camp in Boston. I had 76, whatever. I was on an American League deal that year. So I had 76 at camp. I, got, I went down to Providence. I was number six. That was given to me, right? <laughs> and then eventually that summer I signed my entry level, and I went into camp the next year. So my second camp, and I was 75. I'm like, okay. Like, you're one step closer <laughs> you know, to make, yeah, it, yeah, to make yeah, the roster. I guess so, right? <laughs> They're like and you're then, one step closer to getting a real yeah, number. Exactly. But okay. oh, and then, amazing. so I guess I got called up in November, and I played in Dallas. Played a couple games that year. Yeah. Um, ended up playing in the playoffs. My family came up a bunch of times, bought jerseys, right? And then I'm number 75. <laughs> <laughs> my dad, my dad and mom have a jersey. You think they're spending another 250 bucks? <laughs> I don't buy a new number. They're not. No. Um, that's amazing. That's a great. So how big is your family, your immediate family? And uh, will they be here on opening night? They will be. They will be. Um, it, I have a big family. Both my parents have a bunch of siblings. And they love uh, coming together for, for the Sabres games yeah. and uh, rooting me on. So I always appreciate that and feel the love. Um, but I guess going on, I came here. They said, oh, what do you want to pick? And I uh, kind of thought about it. I was like a 75. I was four in college. Yeah. Um, and then my, I talked to my grandma, and she, uh, 
She had said, 75, that's you. I'm like, uh, right, I love that. Right. Are they, is everybody in Jersey? Is your family all yeah, in Jersey? Majority, yeah. Majority? Yeah. Oh, so that's a pretty easy drive up. And, yeah. you know, I mean, Boston was close, but Buffalo's not that yeah, far either. No, six so. and a half, easy. Oh, yeah. No easy. traffic, no traffic. Oh, I'll tell you, the, <laughs> the New York State Thruway from Syracuse to, uh, uh, to Buffalo sometimes get, get a little uh, boring, but yeah. uh, it gets you there. It's yeah. two hours to Syracuse, and yeah. let's go. Awesome. What do you expect tonight? Good matchup, I guess. I'm assuming two good lineups going at it, so yeah. it should be good. I don't know who they're dressing. Yeah. What do you take from like the first preseason game? As you, uh, you know, as yeah. you said, you were just kind of working <laughs> your way in here. So. Uh, honestly, it was it was a little ugly, but it was sloppy. Um, honestly, after the game, I, I didn't watch my shifts yet, but uh, I just felt like I was standing around a lot. I didn't have that same jump that I'll have tonight. You know. Nice. So it should be much better. Okay, well, good. I, I, I had some notes I wanted yeah. to share, but I, you didn't watch your shifts yeah, yet, so I'm just going to leave it aside. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to talk about it. Figure so. preseason one's just a you know, play and forget. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Connor, thank you thank so you much guys. for swinging by, right, and uh, yeah. best of luck this year. All right, thank you, guys. Best of luck to you on opening night because the home opener 50-50 raffle, which is available now at sabers.com slash 50-50 or scanning the code on the QR code on the screen right now is a guaranteed jackpot of $100,000, but we've got outstanding second chance prizes, including a team signed Rick Generette jersey, a team signed RJ sign, a team signed stick, and also a team signed helmet. So every opportunity to make opening night even more successful for more than one individual in attendance. And, of course, you don't have to be in attendance to get involved in the 50-50. We've seen that evolution over time and how significantly it impacted the Sabres Foundation last year. It was great for the foundation. You know that uh, Dan Dunleavy and Rob Bree are going to mention it throughout the broadcast when they show the little clip and it's going up and up and up. It's great. But this is not a scientific um, analysis by any means. But I say if you get in early, you have a better chance to win. So why not scan that QR code on TV right now? It gives you a better chance to win. Oh, Is that Marty. right? No. No, you know why it's, it's not It's defying so- your own belief in analytics. Well, okay. Here's the reason why buying today will help you win. Because you may forget and never well, that buy I one. Could, that I can so understand. So that's why yes. scientifically, if you buy one today, it gives you a better chance. Yeah. Because you may forget and not do it later. See? Just like you to bail yourself out of a tough situation. What a natural segue to Amherst highlights last night. In oh. the preseason opener at Blue Cross Arena, there was goal scoring from the home side decked out in white. Actually, pretty good crowd last night, and it was fun in front of Devin Cooley because the first goal came from Zach Metza. And I would have told you that after 40 minutes, whether he had scored or not, Zach Metza was the Amherst best player on the ice. I thought he was absolutely outstanding. He's able to get the putback on the rebound there. Just really, really smart in all areas of the ice was Metza once again last night. What we also were able to see was uh, this incredible turn of events. The firm, as uh, Seth Appert said, of Mersh and Mersh was going to be together, and youngster <laughs> Dominic is on one knee emulating his older brother who actually gets the goal as the captain Michael Mersh scores, and the Amherst were leading 2 to nothing. At that point, they would add to it. Speaking of number changes, Philip Cedarquist wearing 21 this 21. year for Rochester, and he does a drive-by after the face-off win from Richards. The point shot from Prow is deflected in, and it's a 3-0 Amherst lead. They would take it to four with, a, I would say, an inspired game from newcomer Dominic Giroux. He rips one stick-side um, 
Great against shot. the Syracuse netminder there to make it a 4 nothing game. Now, the crunch, as they are wont to do, uh, as you witnessed in the playoffs last year, they did not roll over. They scored a couple of times in the third period, but in the end, Cooley and company get the win by a count of 4-2. to two. But what actually happened within the game may well serve as the highlight of the year from a goaltending standpoint. Marty, why don't you take us through what happened or didn't happen on the handoff between Cooley and Prow and then ultimately Walcott, who had the wide-open net to stare at. First of all, I love the patience and the confidence by Devin Cooley to hang on to the puck while there's a four-checker and his defense partner. He doesn't want to put him in a bad spot. Now, what you do with the puck after you made a good play is as important as making the first play. So Cooley went backhand right through the middle of the ice to a blue jersey, not his teammate, not somebody wearing the Rochester Americans jersey. I think that's because he's... First game with the Amherst, didn't realize what jersey colors and all of that. Uh, but recovered beautifully uh, as the net was wide open and he was able to come in and with great style, I should say, had the glove out. And I had to rewatch this a couple of times because I'm like, did he just miss the net? Mm-hmm. And then I slowed it down. That puck was going top oh, corner yeah. when Cooley made the glove save. It redirected in the corner. So, yeah. Um, so, I mean, obviously our great people and technical crew in studio decided to put a side-by-side for social media of my save against Andy Delmore and the Devin Cooley save. So we asked you this or that, which one is the better save? I can't participate because I'm an active member of the the poll. But, uh, you know, I think Devin Cooley did... uh, was better style, a better look than mine for sure. Quicker recovery. Yours oh. was with great pace and uh, confidence, I would say. Uh, there was more <laughs> of a windmill uh, being created by the arm motion of Devin Cooley. Of course, his was technically glove side save. Yours was stick side with the stick turned around. It was actually so impressive to watch. But Cooley seemingly had hurt himself on the play last night. He was dangling his left arm for a while. Then we spoke to him after the game, and I prompted him about it. He goes, oh, my gosh, I thought I tore my tricep. (laughs) And he said eventually, though, it calmed down. He's like, it was just a cramp. So... That was well, good news. He's not going to play he's lucky tonight. He had a bicep cramp. I had a brain cramp when I got mine done. So um, that works out. I love the comments on social media. One says, unbelievable hustle and save by both goaltenders. So mm-hmm. that's good. And then this other one is more like what you were talking about is, you know, um, it was this or that. And the Devin Cooley was that. So this person here, Dan, says that is better. It looks like Marty is moving in slow motion. Oh, wait dot 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 obviously um we didn't want to speed it up we didn't want to make anybody look bad so (laughs) well it is still a talking point to this day and immediately when the Cooley save happened last night all i could think of was you all i could think of was rj and that's the beauty of his legacy right his description of moments can be transferred to other moments of similar context, right? And and, and calling the cops was one of the right. call, and it's what you're gonna remember when you turn the volume up and you put that save against the Flyers that I made. It's mm-hmm. like, oh my God, call a cop, he robbed yeah. Delmore blind. Like De- it's just amazing. Devin was really good last night overall yes, in the game was. in the four-two win, and tonight, as mentioned, they'll have uh, they'll have a lot of guys also in the mix that played last night along with some newcomers, but not, as mentioned, uh, Kulik, Rosé, and Murray. They're not going to be involved tonight, but it will be a game for um, 
Michael Hauser to play the entirety yeah. with Dustin Tokarski currently injured, likely to miss the season opener. Um, Seth Appert last night said kind of best-case scenario. We're looking at probably a couple of weeks to get into a, a, a different window and then maybe day-to-day after that. It's really undetermined right now with uh, Tokarski's upper body injury. But as we've talked about all summer, there is depth in goal up here there was going to be depth in goal in rochester and it's already being counted upon here as the amherst play their second and final preseason game tonight the sabers play their final preseason game this evening pittsburgh is coming in both lineups look really good devin levi's in goal for the sabers shana goldman from the athletic is next here on sabers live 